0: Hi there, I'm Jolyn McCarthy, and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. Each week, Two Question Tuesday answers a randomly picked question submitted by our clients. Answering this week's questions, we have with us Phil D'Angelo, Managing Director of Focus Wealth Management, and Mike Pizzani, Director of Financial Planning. Good morning, gentlemen.
1: Hey, JoLynn, how are you? Good morning, JoLynn.
0: All right, Phil, our first question is from Kevin in New Hampshire. What will happen to my bond portfolio when interest rates eventually rise?
1: I'm glad the first question is not about where did you get your haircut from my wife, Tina. So I'll (laughs) take that question gladly. Um, Yeah, let's talk about bonds. I mean, God, the 10-year treasury um, really up in yield uh, substantially. Last year at this time, you know, if you go back to those March lows, uh, intra-night it was uh, again around 30 basis points, uh, rallying all the way up to about 1.34% this morning, about 100 basis point move, big move in bonds. So year-to-date, the the Barclays Aggregate Bond Index, which is the benchmark for bonds, is down close to 2% this morning. Um, so rates uh, have really uh, started to rise. Um, it's going to be a long time price until you see them in, in your bank accounts for, for reasons of, of deposits and, and deposit base. Um, but if you look at uh, this rise in rates, God, just in 2018, we were at around a 3% yield on the 10 year. With you look at and, and you look at the amount of money again, as Michael pointed out a few weeks ago, if you look at the amount of money supply in the system, uh, up uh, close to 30% uh, this year alone, 30% increase of, of all the monetary base in this country. Um, these are big numbers, and uh, the bond market vigilantes are back. Uh, they're bidding rates up. Um, you know, uh, Pat Chalice from Gordon Haskett, excellent institutional sales trader uh, who I've known for for close to two decades, um, Had a, has an interesting thought where, hey, you know, rates can go parabolically upwards, And can you see a three, four, even 5% 10 year because of all these products and leveraged products that are out there? Uh, You know, the two for one and three for one bets that rates can go up. Um, You know, I I think that this move up uh, could be worrisome for stocks eventually, um, but we are seeing our our rates go up. So I guess in terms of the, the direct question, you're going to lose money in bonds. Uh, the Barclays Aggregate Index again down 1.85, close to two percent on the year. Uh, our bond portfolio is holding in there very nicely. So you really want to look at the duration in your bonds. You know, how long out on the yield curve uh, are you going? Because as rates rise, you'll lose money. So you want to stay very short on the curve. It means you're making less in current income, but as rates rise, you can ladder out to, to higher yielding bond securities. Uh, which is what we're doing in our portfolios for our clients. So, you know, eventually rates will rise. I'll get to a good point. Again, short term, it's kind of a, a tantrum on on all the money supply that, that's that been out there. Um, also, the debasement of, of the U.S. dollar, certainly. Um, I think that you'll get a, a good buying bond market uh, down the road, uh, but not yet. So what do you do? Your proper proc- You practice proper asset allocation. And practi- uh, practicing proper asset allocation means you have bonds in the portfolio. Yes, they'll go down. But if we get a turn in the equity markets and people flood back into bonds, pushing the yields down and price up, then, you know, you have some, some protection for a rainy day. I would also hold more cash on hand than normal. Nothing is wrong with holding cash in part of the bond portfolio, waiting for rates to rise. We had a great uh, asset allocation committee meeting last week. Uh, with one of the managers of Pimco's uh, M I N T funds, the very short duration uh, fund that Pimco puts out, and um, you know there, uh, you're, you don't see a lot of uh, ideas out there in fixed income right now. But if you hold some cash and you ladder properly as rates rise, you can certainly deploy that and take advantage. So nothing's wrong with holding cash uh, at this juncture as, as a proxy uh, for fixed income as well. But you want to stay balanced.
2: The one. And only thing I wanna to add to that is almost every asset class across the board seems to be retracing its COVID drop. And we've kind of been pounding the table on this a little bit in terms of the rising rates saying it was one of the easiest calls to make going into 2021. If we retrace the fall in COVID, the 10 years gonna go back to 1. 1.6, 1. 1.7%. That's just gonna happen. And with the economy reopening, the creation of new money supply, and somewhat of an acceleration of growth trends off the floor. That's likely gonna happen in my opinion and 1.6 and 1.7% still isn't very high. So we still have a ways to go to get there and I think this is one of those situations where patience is very important when it comes to when to start to ladder out and move money back into bonds. It's gonna take a little bit of time. Rates still have to go up and that's not still a bad thing for the equity markets. you know. Rising rates can be a good thing for stocks. For the right reasons. Yes, for the right reasons. Thank you for finishing that for me.
0: (laughs) Okay, next question, Mike. This is from Joe in New York. It seems as if small price stocks have been really moving lately. Can you shed some light on this?
2: Yeah, so I think that there's a number of aspects that are going on beneath the surface that are causing this to happen. Um, First and foremost, some of it's a little bit of a rotation trade. Uh, Remember, there's a lot of companies inside the NASDAQ and large cap growth that performed really well last year because those companies didn't necessarily have a material negative impact as a result of COVID and were able to execute, stay open, create efficiencies amongst companies. And small cap stocks were amongst the worst performing segments of the market last year. So some of it's rotation, some of it's catch up. I also think that that rotation is actually taking place because of the reopening of the economy. It's really interesting. COVID cases are down like 70% from their peak. Vaccinations are actually rolling out and taking place at a faster rate now. So it's starting to seem like at some point in the future, the real economy is going to be able to reopen again. And there's been a lot of interest in some of these small cap stocks from individual investors and even micro caps in addition to that, where the reopening trade can push these things higher because assets are flowing into them. They're smaller in terms of the price per share. What we always look at is the valuation of the individual company. Those two things aren't necessarily the same thing, but with more individual investors in the market, looking at some of these small priced stocks, uh, there's assets flowing into them, and that can push them higher. There's also a lot of liquidity sloshing around right now, as a result of, again, the Federal Reserve trying to maintain really adequate levels of stimulus and very high levels of potential new mo- – uh, I'm sorry, fiscal stimulus coming from the government. So a lot of these things kind of like molded together in addition to the fact that interest rates are rising. So there's definitely money coming out of bonds and fixed income, and I think that the Barclays Aggregate Bond Index being down 2% on the year, again, if you're a balanced investor – who really wants to be conservative in the face of rising interest rates? It's tough to, you know, not lose money or accept losses in con- really conservative assets. So I think that there's money that's being migrating over I-, I said that poorly there's money that's migrating over into some smaller cap stocks as a result of rotation, out of bonds, out of growth, the reopening of the economy, all these things moving in the same direction economic growth starting to reaccelerate and bounce back up off the floor and earnings on a year-over-year basis. Again, not comping against COVID of 7% up year-over-year. So all these things put together can equal a favorable environment for small cap investing for a while until some of these rates of growth start to roll over again. And it's playing the cycle. At some point, that's going to happen. But as of right now, it certainly seems like small caps have a tailwind.
1: And to your point, you know last year's losers are generally this year's winners, right? And that's what we're seeing playing out?
2: It's rebalancing asset allocation, trimming, pruning, moving things from one spot to another.
0: Great. Thank you both for answering this week's two questions. If you have a question you'd like to submit, email us at jmccarthyfocusedwealthmgmt.com. Stay safe, and we'll see you next week.